0: Welcome to Time Freedom for Lawyers, where the goal is to become less busy, make more money, and spend more time doing what you want instead of what you have to, bringing together guests from all walks of life who are living a life of their own design and sharing actionable tips for how you too can live the life of your dreams. Now, here's your host, Brian Glass. Good Friday morning, everybody. I thought that on uh, the Friday of election week, it would be interesting to do an episode on controlling what you can control, letting go of what you can't control, and kind of staying in your lane. And, um, you know, I think about this at election time, and I spent absolutely no time, not a single second, uh, the evening of election night watching any election coverage or who's that guy on CNN that has the big magic wall? I didn't watch any of that. I didn't read a single headline. And I feel much happier for it. My brother texted me um, Wednesday morning something about some guy who had a stroke in Pennsylvania who got elected to Senate, uh, who I guess was running against Dr. Oz. And I'm like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I feel like I'm better off for it. Like I can't control any of the shit that goes on in Pennsylvania anyway. I'm not a voter there. And if I was a voter there, I'd be one of uh, several million. So yes, like important to vote. And I voted, but... Um, I don't spend any time thinking or worrying about who gets elected because I can't control it. Um, Anyway, all of that is an interesting uh, or not interesting, depending on what you think, segue into um, this email that I got earlier this week on a listserv that I'm on. So I got this all caps email that says, I need to sue Google, please help me. And uh, so I wanted to talk about how to address Google reviews, how to build your portfolio of Google reviews and what to do when you get a negative one. So here we go. So this guy, he's a, he's a lawyer in another state and his beef is a legitimate one. It's somebody left a one-star review on my law firm page. Here's the thing. It's not a client of mine. And it specifically names a lawyer that they're upset with. And that lawyer isn't even in my firm. Like he's in an entirely different state. And he's got a a similar, (laughs) unfortunately, a similar name to this guy, um, who's griping about the one-star Google review. He says, you know, I've, I've repeatedly spoken with and corresponded with Google about my review and my request to have it removed. Uh, and they've denied it multiple times without explanation. I've escalated it also multiple times. My head is spinning. How can a negative review about a business placed on the wrong business be allowed? Okay, so, you know, what What can you do about this? And what can you not do about this? So the last thing that I would do in this situation is sue Google. Do not, like I'm a personal injury lawyer, um and my practice is fairly basic like red car hit a blue car there's a lot of medicine there's a lot of evidence i don't know the first thing about section is it section 230 section 230 internet law suing google uh i don't it's just not an arena i want to play in i mean i imagine i got to be probably in federal court against google's army of lawyers who are way smarter than me in the subject matter um of internet law. Like, I don't know anything about it. Why would I ever want to sue Google and invite an army of Harvard, Yale, Stanford, educated lawyers to litigate against me? Like that seems like a bad idea. The, the only guy who I know that's done this in a public way in Virginia is a lawyer who sued Yelp. And as a result, he has now a written opinion about like the things that he screwed up when he was suing Yelp, he got standing wrong or something like that but it's like one of the first seven things that comes up when you Google his name. So talk about doubling down on a bad result. Somebody left you a bad review on Yelp. And this one wasn't even like it was for the wrong firm. It was like complaining legitimately, I think about his services. Um, And then he went and made three more mistakes as he was filing the lawsuit against Yelp. And now if you Google his name, it's one of the first things that come up on the first page of Google. So like, why would you ever go and do that? There are some ways to get negative Google reviews removed. Um, there's a couple of tricks. Like if you uh, report the review a certain number of times, or if you get a certain number of other people to report the review, then you can get it taken down. But even that's like a lot of work and it's kind of a black box of whether uh, Google actually removes it. And, and like the lawyer who, who emailed the listserv was saying like, you don't get a real response about why they did or they didn't do anything. So, you know, that's, that's, can be productive, but is maybe not the most productive use of your time. The way that I would approach this, if we had a negative review from a guy uh, who, about a guy who wasn't even a lawyer here from a guy who wasn't a client here is just to go on the Google and respond as the business owner and say that, like, look at my website, look at the names of the lawyers on the website. There's not a lawyer with that name on my website. This guy must be or is confused. We did a search. He's not our client. We've offered to have him, you know, call us and and work out his issue. He hasn't done that. Like say all of those things in the response and, and think about the way that you purchase items and the way that we use reviews. So reviews are helpful to people in figuring out, uh, is this a business that I want to do business with? Is this a lawyer that I want to hire for my case? And you know, uh, most most law firms in, in my area, Northern Virginia, most law firms have 5.0, 4.9, 4.8 ratings. Why? Because almost exclusively the people that we are asking to leave Google reviews for us are people that we know are going to give us five-star reviews. Now, everybody's got a couple of one-star reviews. In our case, it's usually guys whose case we didn't take or we took and then discovered that we couldn't help them. And so we let them go as a client. It's almost never clients who made it all the way through and have some gripe about our service. But, you know, the the important reviews, I think, are not your five star and not your one star reviews. They're your three and four star reviews and how you respond to them. Like, think about the way that you shop for things on Amazon, I don't look at the five star reviews. I don't look at the one star reviews. I look at the guy that bought the product that wasn't quite good enough or wasn't up to the standards of what we paid for. And so, who's complaining about? You know, something uh, broke the third time that I used it, or or the customer support sucked, and I try to get this thing replaced, and then and I couldn't. And then, how is the business responding to that? So, how you respond matters because it gives you a chance. Number one, to respond to the person who's complaining, and sometimes they'll just take their complaint down. And number two, it gives you a chance to talk directly to the consumer who's shopping for review, shopping for a lawyer and who's reading reviews and deciding who do I want to work with. And if you phrase the response to the negative review in such a way that it makes, uh, that it tells the story and makes that person sound like they're crazy, then you're communicating to the end consumer that that person is crazy and that you actually did a good job on the case. And so if I were somebody who was shopping for a lawyer and I found this review that had one star that was talking about some lawyer who turns out is in a different state with a different name, and I read a response to say, hey, dude, this lawyer's in a different state with a different name. He's not affiliated with my firm. You never hired us. I don't know why you're reading that review, leaving that review. I would just kind of gloss over that and go on with the other, this guy only had like 15 reviews to begin with, but go on and read the other ones and see if he's a good fit for my case or not. Um, it, you don't, but anyway, the, the point is that that's not a problem that you as a lawyer or as a business owner solves by suing Google. All right. So let's talk about, um, you know, the other thing that you can do um, to, to make these one-star reviews less important is obviously to get more. Five star reviews, and so let me kind of go through what, how we approach this in our firm, and and how we ask clients at all stages of the case for reviews. So that's point number one: is we don't wait until necessarily the end of the case to ask for a five star review. Like that's a good time to get it to do it when the client is getting the check. They're they're sometimes the happiest. Actually, um, I I suggest to you that they are happier. Uh, right after they've settled the case and actually before they've gotten the money. Um, because often by the time they get the check and get the money, that money is already spent in their head and you know has already gone either to debts or to, to buy other thing or, or whatever. But your clients are never going to be happier than the time that you tell them, I've solved your legal problem and there's some cash coming towards you. So that's a great time to ask for a review. But you could do it at any stage of the process. So if I have somebody who emails me and says, Hey, I just want to tell you that your paralegal did an outstanding job to take care of taking care of me, or they say, Hey, thanks, thanks for that gift that you sent, because we send gifts after somebody's had a surgery or if they have a death in the family, mm-hmm. like we send some some get well soon um style gifts. And we get a lot of thank yous for that. And so one of the things that we'll do is immediately go back to that person and say, what I want people to know about me is that I'm a normal lawyer, normal, not a normal lawyer. I'm a normal person. My firm has great people working here and that we're easy to work with and easy to talk to. And so do you mind going and leaving a review saying all of those things? Dude, if I've just sent you uh, uh, some get well soon um, soup like, After your surgery, you're probably going to go and leave me a good review. So you can ask, you know, there's no rule that says you have to wait until the end of the relationship to ask somebody for a review. We've gotten reviews even off of somebody who called with a wrong number. Like we treated them so well and gave them the information for the right lawyer that they were trying to contact that they left us a five star Google review for that. So that's crazy. And it's all about who are you asking? Um, and when are you asking? And are you asking for somebody to take that step and leave you the review? The other thing that we do is we try to make it really, really easy. So it's not, um, Hey, go to Google, look for my name, find my Google, my business profile, click on how to click on, leave a review and then leave a review. When we're asking, we have a specific URL. It's called it's www.justreadthereviews.com. And it goes straight to our Google review uh, profile. So I, we either tell people, you know, type this URL in or better yet, we'll send them the link. That'll go straight there. We remove all of the barriers to actually clicking the button and doing the thing. And then the other thing that we've done that works really well is incentivizing our staff to get reviews. So we will run, usually like once a year, we'll run a a push for 30 minutes, uh, not 30 minutes, for 30 days or for a quarter where we'll say, you know, for every five-star review that you're able to get that mentions your name. We'll give you some kind of a bonus or if we get a certain number of reviews, then we'll we'll give the whole team a bonus and we'll go out to happy hour. I think we went to Dave and Buster's one time with the whole team and gave everybody cards to go go play some games with Um, creating competition within the firm to to get everybody working towards the same goal. And then I'm all about having reviews that don't say anything about me. I want reviews to talk about my staff because it makes the staff feel good. And because most of the time my clients are not going to be talking with me. I want them to know that when they're talking with my staff members, it's like talking to me. And I want them to see that from the very beginning of the relationship when they're looking for us. So I want them to see that uh, I talked to Tammy in his office and she was great. That So that when a new client is dealing with Tammy, they've seen that name before and they know that they're going to be off to a great start with her. And then the last little piece on this is you know, teaching people how to leave a good review. So we always ask for the language that we want to be used. So I know that Google um, is reading the reviews and almost doing SEO, search engine optimization, and running algorithms through the reviews themselves. So I want people to say Virginia. I want people to say auto accident or personal injury somewhere in there. I probably want them to say attorney or lawyer, and then I want them to talk about how we're easy to to deal with. So I want, you know, the ideal review for me is like, Hey, I hired Brian for my auto accident case. He's a phenomenal lawyer. What I enjoyed most about his firm is that I was dealing with his, um, staff and that they were fantastic every step of the way. Like that's a, that's a great review. It's, uh, it's thorough It talk. It's not like just five stars and a thumbs up. Right. Um, and you can get as detailed and as granular as you want and then the real trick is to come in after every single review not after not only after the negative ones and say something that extends the conversation so you obviously as a lawyer we can't violate privilege and we can't say you know John I enjoyed working on your knee surgery case against Geico blah 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 you can't do that but you can come in and extend the conversation and so say things like our staff really enjoyed working with you uh, on your on your case and, and we hope that you never have to deal with something like this again. Um, but having that response after every review and not just after the one star reviews, I think is a little algorithm trick and it tells Google that every review is of equal importance to the lawyer and it's not only the negative reviews that we're responding to. So it's just a little, uh, a little thing that we do here that I think helps our, our ratings in both the Google My Business page and then in, in any kind of organic search terms. So anyway, that's the, that's the Friday morning. I hope this has been helpful, a tactical and mindset tip, like always be thinking about not, not necessarily how can I undo the bad thing that happened? Because oftentimes you can't, how can I react to it in such a way that I can turn the bad thing uh, into a good thing? And then how can I use the good thing to recruit other clients um, who I actually want to work with? So that's it. Everybody have a great weekend. See ya. Hey, guys, if this kind of stuff resonates with you and you want to hear more from me and my friends, please subscribe. It would be also really helpful if you would leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening to podcasts. Thanks a lot. and I'll see you next time.